All right, when it comes to improving your work ethic, this is a conversation that I often have with entrepreneurs, business owners at every level. And it's usually one that comes up is how can you actually improve your work ethic? And if you've seen it, this is something that every pro athlete usually points back to. It's work work ethic, right? I played college baseball. It's one of the things that they would just drive just into our mindset, work ethic, going out there, getting your reps in, showing up, coming back, whether it was a good game, guess what? We still have practice on Monday. We still have practice on Tuesday. If it was a bad game, guess what? We still have practice on Monday. We still have practice on Tuesday. And so I think that what ends up happening is that when we come into business and when we're working for ourselves we don't spend enough time really developing like that 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 what we call that work ethic but more importantly which is what i want to talk about today is okay irv we get it got to work harder there's obviously aspects of that that we have to work smarter but how do we actually improve our work ethic i'm slow i'm so glad you asked because that's what we're going to be breaking down in this episode today the first part to developing a stronger work ethic the first point that i have is you want to be robotic about parts of your day right and so one of the easiest ways that we can do this is by setting up a routine <clears throat> now again i know that there's parts or i know that depending on social media on what side of instagram or what side of tiktok you land on you'll have someone that has just a completely laid out routine that's just unrealistic right it's just they, you know, they, they painted their house by 7 a.m. They went on an eight-mile jog. They were able to catch live food. They came back. They cooked it. They were able to send off 500 emails. They made a million dollars that day, and that was a perfect day. And then you have someone else on the other side of social media, and they say, well, I don't really have any routines. I just go out there, and I just kind of just do what I do, and I just float around, and I just know what I have to do, right? Now, both of those people are right in their own aspects i'm going to give you my two cents on this both of those people have their own routines you have the routine routine and you have the non-routine routine they're every day they're not doing something so technically it becomes a routine that they're that, that they're not doing anything that's just something else that i wanted to kind of throw out there but more with you right especially if you're someone that you need a little bit more structure then this is kind of going to sit with you a little bit better you want to be robotic about certain parts of it of your day i'll give you myself as a real life example certain parts of my day i don't necessarily want to think too much about that goes for what i wear that goes for what i eat outside of that i don't want to think about those two things much because i'm spending so much time working with my team i'm, sp I'm spending so much time with our program and developing everything that we're working on that i want to leave all of the thinking capacity and wanna and I want to leave all of the decision making what I call energy to those things because those are things that are that's going to cause the cash register to ring those are things that's going to work for the long play those are things that one right decision can put us out in front for the next year year and a half two years right and so that's where my mind is so the two things that I don't like to think about I don't like to think about what I'm gonna wear so I usually have the same three four uh, hoodies uh, black, gray, what I got back there. I got black, gray, I got beige. I have, I think this is like a off-white shirt, right? That's normally the colors that I'm gonna wear. Now I stumbled upon this by accident. So if you've seen my content, I seldom have any logos or anything on my on my shirts. One of the reasons for that is because I usually have te uh, texts 
on my, so it wasn't like this genius idea at first. I usually have texts on my on my chest from when I record, right? But then I noticed that some of the videos, it was, little, it was a little bit harder to read just because I had like a logo or the shirt was just a little bit too, uh, too flashy, too outlandish. So I thought to myself, that's not that I won't wear it like on a weekend for like a dinner, right? I just don't necessarily wear it for videos because I just think that it distracts the audience. That's how I stumbled upon it. But then I kind of kept that narrative going for myself because it carried into, okay, I don't have to stand in front of my closet for the next 10 minutes trying to pick out what I want. We're either gonna go with gray, we're gonna go with black, we're gonna go with blue, that's it, and then we're gonna go right to work. Now, the second thing that I didn't want to deal with when, you know, with getting robotic with part of my day was with what I ate. Now, right now, I'm cutting, so I'm having about 2250, so about 2300 calories. Uh, so I'm in a deficit right now. And so what that means is, is that I'm typically eating the same things every day. So to take the thinking out of that even more, and I've been doing this for a long time, but I really started getting back into it again with actually tracking what I was eating rather than just intuitively eating, was I would fill the whole day with getting at least 200 to 220 pounds, uh, 220, uh, 200 to 220 grams, 200 to 220 grams of, of protein every single day I'm sitting at about 239 right now. I'm gonna work my way down to about 220, right? So I get about 200, 200 to 220 grams of protein every single day. So what do we do with the rest of the calories that are left? That leaves me with about 1500 calories, give or take. Now, maybe a little bit less, about 1200 calories. So the other 1200 calories, I then fill them up with carbs and fats. And that's it. That's my entire thinking. As long as I hit 2300 calories, and as long as I hit my 200 plus grams of protein every single day, we're totally fine. We do, we do that with pretty much three types of what we can call uh, proteins. So we'll do that with chicken, fish, or lean ground turkey. We'll do that with whey protein. And then I'll occasionally do that with egg whites as well. It's one of the fastest ways that you can get your protein in. That's one of the things that I've done to make my days really robotic. The meals are essentially the same every day except for Sundays. That's when I kind of go out and about and I you know, pick and choose what I want on those days. That's more of my family day. The second thing that you want to work on if you want to build your work ethic, improve your work ethic, and I think that this one's kind of like self-explanatory, but I'll give it to you because we want this big aha moment and we just kind of walk right past the obvious. Just do more, like just do more. If your work ethic, if you find yourself getting drained from making sales calls and I talk to you and you only make five sales calls a day, you gotta dial that up to 20, build up the bandwidth. If you are in a place where you are used to building out maybe half a section for your website or for your funnel, work on building the entire thing. And so I'll give you a, a little hack that you could use. The default that you want to select for the length of time that it takes you to achieve something. So if it would normally take you two weeks, dial it back for the end of the week. If there's a task that would have taken you to the end of, until the end of the week to do something, dial that back to the end of the day. If there was something that would have taken you until the end of the day to do it, dial that back to I have to get this done in the next hour. The minute that you start working in that aspect, you'll start to see your production levels start to go through the roof. And so you'll start to see, okay, what's next? Okay, we finished this, what's next? We have, we have more work to do. Rather than, oh, it's taken me five days 
to change one headline on my website. Oh my God, I'm tired. Like that's not gonna move the needle much in the long term versus in those five days, could we have tested three different titles within a 24 hour period? And then from there we can pick the winner that then we can then put back as a permanent control back on the website, back on the funnel so that we can continue to make those iterations. Number three, cut distractions. Like just cut distractions. I have this rule for myself that I don't keep the phone around me when I'm working on a project that I really want to go. Like if I want to crank, I don't keep the phone in my in my office. I don't keep the phone around me when we're creating content. It's like not even on my desk right now. I know if I know what needs to get done, then I'm going to remove everything else that could keep me from getting that thing done. And I'm going to make sure that we continue to move that ball forward. And so you think to yourself, what's your distraction? Maybe your distraction is in your phone. Maybe your distraction is that girl that keeps texting you and that you know that you should be working on something, but going out to brunch, going out to lunch is more attractive. Now I'm not saying not to go on dates. I'm not saying not to court anyone, right? Ladies, gentlemen, but I am saying that if you want to work on something that's going to be worthwhile, something that's going to be life-changing to you, something that's going to be an impact and something that needs your attention right now, maybe going to brunch for some mimosas on a Tuesday afternoon isn't necessarily the most feasible thing that you want to work on. But let's flip that. Let's say that your distraction is yourself. You're probably thinking, how am I my own distraction? Like really think about this for a second. You could be your own distraction because you're always in your head about every decision that you make. Like the only person that's sabotaging or self-sabotaging the decisions that you're making is you. And so you most likely have a good idea, but you haven't put that out there because you, you are your own hardest critic. And so since you are judging yourself so hard compared to how everyone else is judging you, you're not even going to put out the work that you have up here because you think that everyone else is going to judge you just as hard. And I'll give you like the answer to that. That's so far from the truth that most people won't even notice when you're trying something new. That's, that's the funny part about this. We notice when we're trying to stop smoking. We notice when we're trying to lose weight. We notice when there's a big mess up in our business because we tried something new. And it usually takes people a couple of times seeing you try it or a couple of times, you know, having that engagement with you before they actually realize, hey, I noticed you haven't picked up a cigarette like in the last four times we've hung out. Or, hey, I noticed that, you know, your last couple of Instagram story posts, dude, like you've been at the gym. I noticed that your, your face is starting to slim down. No one notices. And so since no one notices, or at least that early on, I always tell people, and this has been such a secret weapon, when you're flying under the radar and you're underrated, you're able to get away with so many more things that people at this level can't get away with because everyone is watching them. Like go turn on ESPN right now. Everyone's watching to see, you know, what LeBron James wore last week, why the Lakers are playing so bad. Go watch the news and go see, you know, these public officials, all the lights, all the cameras are on them. And so everyone's pointing fingers at what they did right, what they did wrong. And so there is no room for error at that level, right? Because everything is scrutinized. You can sneeze and not cover your mouth and it's gonna be scrutinized. But take advantage of when you cut out these distractions and getting out of your own way that you're able to mess up 
learn from that, fix it, and then keep it going. The fourth thing that you want to work on in terms of improving your work ethic, and this one's big, you want to build accountability around you. And so I'll use the cigarette example as, as, as a good example and also the, the weight example as a good example. If you're someone that you want to quit smoking, tell someone, hey, I quit smoking. Just to your close group of friends. Like, yeah, I know we're gonna go out for some drinks tonight, but guys, like, I, I quit smoking. Like, don't even offer me a cigarette, don't offer me a cigar. I have a couple of drinks with you guys, we'll hang out, we'll talk about business, we'll talk, you know, we'll catch up about the week, but I'm not even smoking. Like, I'm done with it. Test that out. Watch what happens when you decide to pick up a cigarette around the people that you said you're no longer a smoker. They're gonna call you out on it. But that's the type of attention that you want to get in terms of the accountability that you want where they say, hey, wait a minute, you're, you're smoking with Johnny or hey, you're smoking with Susan. Why, you know, you, you mentioned earlier on our way here or last week that you're, you're no longer a smoker. What gives? They're gonna check you on that because you've made it publicly. There's some declarations that sometimes you do have to make them publicly because it's going to hold you accountable to what you say. And now if you're anything like someone who likes to keep their word or if you're someone who likes to keep their word and if, and if your word is an extension of you and if you fully understand that and if you feel that in your soul, then you're going to be really careful putting out a public proclamation because you know that you are going to be held accountable for the things that you speak. So if I tell someone, hey, I'm done being fat. I'm done being a broke loser. I'm going to start working on it. And they see that you still have the same habits of you're the first person, hey, let's Uber some food. Hey, let's order some more drinks. Hey, can we get that large? Hey, no, let's skip the gym today. They're gonna call you out on it. Now, if you're flying behind the scenes and you're not trying to, you know, put that out there because you're most likely scared that you're gonna get, you know, told, hey, wait a minute, dude, you know, you mentioned that you're not gonna be doing this, then I can see why you wouldn't take this piece right here. And then lastly, stop negotiating with yourself. You're negotiating the things that are most likely going to help you the most. And so instead of negotiating, I'm no longer going to watch TV after 10 p.m. because I gotta get a fast jump on my day tomorrow. Just one more show, just one more episode, just, you know, just one more inning, just one more quarter. What would happen if we translated that and, that, and if that same energy went into our business? Just one more call, just one more handshake, just one more meeting. Or what would happen if we had that conversation with someone that we're with? Hey, just let's just go on one more date. I, I want to see if if this is actually going to work out. Hey, let's just have one more conversation about this right here. I just want to make sure that we're making the right move before we decide to go forward with anything that we're working on, whether it's a geographic location move, opening the business, closing the business. What would happen if the things that we negotiated would actually matter, right? Because the things that you're negotiating that you need to stop negotiating are things that isn't gonna serve you. Like catching the game, catch the highlights the next day. Catching the fight, catch the fights the next day. It's it's not, it's not, some of us know more about the stats of players that we idolize than we do about our own businesses. Like we know Aaron Judge's batting average more than we understand the KPIs of our top closer or more than we understand how many website clicks, clicks we had last week. And so when you start thinking from that metric, you'll start to see that things start to move in your favor versus just letting life kind of happen to you. You'll start to see that you really start to shake the things around you in your favor, whether you can control them or not. As long as you can control on the thing that you know you can, which in this case, it's work ethic, 
other things around you are going to fall into place. If you found value in this content, consider hitting the subscribe button down below. Don't forget to share this with a friend that you think needs to improve their work ethic. This message was, was a little bit more tough love, but I think that sometimes we need to hear it. Until next time, everyone, I will see you in the next episode.